control of all of our circumstances, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to worship you and to praise your name. Lord, despite what may be going on around us, 
we know that we have the hope in you, God, because it is well with our soul when we can come to you, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you and praise you. Your mercy never fails me, and all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
Keep playing that for a minute. Praise God. As uh, our worship team was leading us in that song, I began to think about this, this virus that we're dealing with. And uh, so many people have been afraid of this virus that we cannot see. And yet, even as we were singing this song, I just began to understand you know what? Even though we don't see God working, He is still working. He is still very real, very present 
regardless of what you're going through today, regardless of what you are experiencing in whatever challenging environment you're at today, God is still working. And I think we need to continue worshiping just for a few moments. Worship team, I'd like you to just go through the chorus of that one more time with us. Let's let's push in, let's press in, let's turn over to the uh, invisible God that manifests in such a significant, tangible way in our lives. Let's push in just for a few more moments here. Worship for just a little bit more. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. You are the way maker, the miracle worker. You are the light giver. You are the one who is able to overcome. Greater is he that is within us than he that's in this world. And it's all because of the work that you did on the cross for us. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. This week as I was preparing, as I was thinking about our service, there are so many thoughts that began to fill my mind as I thought about our people.
And I began to lift up our people in prayer this week. Um, I'm reminded of some of the Apostle Paul's writings, and he, and he talked about how uh, he remembered with such fondness several individuals. And uh, uh, I began to think about many of you this week in thinking about Kevin and Jamie, and uh, oh, I've missed seeing them and their family, and I began to pray for them, and uh, uh, I began to lift up uh, Seth and Missa and uh, their children, and I, and I was lifting up uh, JP and Sherry and, and Debbie Brown and, and, and all of our children. I'm missing our children. Uh, I've been able to watch some videos of Amalia and some of the things that uh, Missa has put up there, and it's so wonderful, so exciting to see uh, children begin to walk and to move around. And Sawyer, Sawyer has just been, uh, not Sawyer Hudson, sorry, Hudson has been so active, and uh, it has been so wonderful to watch him uh, not only get the walking move, you know, process down, but man, he's just now he's just all over the place, and and Luca is into everything, and and I love watching that. I love that age because it is an age of discovery. Everything is exciting, and and everything is new, and and I love that process. And so much about that is is so similar to where we are in in our relationship with God. And, And some things that we enter into become new because we've never experienced them before, and it's so important for us to have an opportunity to be able to experience God in some new ways. And as I was preparing for today, I started thinking about thinking for a change. You know, if you haven't noticed yet, our media is filled with a lot of negativity. And I was reminded of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. That's where we want to be today. That's where it is uh, required upon each one of us to enter into a process of renewing our minds. And so, We're going to enter into a moment of prayer, and we're going to challenge each of us to change how we think, to think for a change in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word and your message that you have for us, and I pray today that you truly would open our minds to the things that you have for us today. I pray your blessing on this time and help us to experience your transformative work in our lives. We ask for this in your name. Amen. One of the most difficult things to navigate today is the informational barrage that comes at us. The primary problem with this information is it is mostly geared towards the negative. Scripture is clear that our thought processes need to be reworked and revamped. They need to be renewed. The Apostle Paul recognized this as he was writing to the church in Philippi, and he shared in Philippians 4.8 this, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now, does that sound like the things that we have coming at us through the social media, through the news outlets? Are we hearing about all of the good things that are going on, the pure things, the lovely things? No, we hear a lot of negativity. We hear a lot of uh, things about, you know, this virus, and it's, and it's a bad virus. Please understand, I am in no way making light of this virus. But at some point, we need to experience what things are happening around us that actually bring about a positive result in our lives. I was reading this article, and it, the article was titled, Why It's Difficult to Think Positive. And it shared this, humans have a predisposition to negativity. 
a predisposition to negativity. We pay more attention to dark emotions like anger, sadness, pain, and disappointment than we do to great feelings like joy, gratitude, and contentment. It makes sense when you think about how bad news stays with us, but good news tends to expire. A picture of a cute puppy. We're not putting a cat in there because we already know that a cute puppy overshadows a little cat any day. But a picture of a cute puppy in the morning will be long forgotten by the afternoon. But a violent crime far away can haunt us for years. There is a science behind this. The word is neuroplasticity. Um, I am sure Seth is going to eat this up a little bit. It is dealing with some of the brain's ability to change and evolve depending on uh, our life circumstances. What's even more intriguing for us is that if thoughts are re- if thoughts are repetitive, our brain will connect synapses that weren't previously stimulated to associate those thoughts with other behaviors and turn them into habits. For example, if you hate your job and you work in a coffee shop, over time you will find that you despise the smell of coffee. In actuality, you don't, but your brain has decided that since you are constantly upset when surrounded by the smell of fresh brew, the brew itself must be the problem. In this case, the neurons the light that light up by the smell of coffee will connect with the neurons that light up when you are depressed. From then onward, the smell of coffee will dampen your spirits. When this information with this information comes harsh lessons that when we are sad, suffering, or in emotional pains, it's because we choose to be. See, negativity is addictive, even though positivity is so much more, so much nicer to feel. We make people's emotional states. We, we play to those because we know they have power. And see, and our media understands this. They, there is enough research that has been done on this to help us to understand that they are aware of it and tap into that emotional peace that negativity can bring upon us. But I started thinking about, you know, people are afraid of darkness so many times. And yet, a small light can disperse the darkness. But we must turn on the light. We must choose to allow that light to be present. See, once the process of thinking negative starts, it desires to be fed. It it becomes this this hungry piece inside of us. And and it's always wanting more information. That's why when we, so many times, when we get into some of these negative articles, we we become consumed and we spend hours and hours reading on this. And then we realize, what in the world have I filled my mind with? The things that are important to us. The thing that we need to understand more than anything else is that we are not a people without hope. God's Word is clear that He has given us hope today. So my question to you is very simple. What are you allowing to consume your thoughts these days? What are you allowing to consume your thoughts these days? How are your thoughts directing your days? It's a choice that each of us must make. See, we are in control of our thought processes. We are in control of our thought lives. And if there are things that are going on up here that we are not happy with, we have to allow things to come in that are things that we are going to be happy with. 
I remember years ago when I first got into the computer industry and there was this, this process that talked about garbage in, garbage out. Because a computer can only reproduce that which it is, it is filled up with. And so the code and all the things that produce a program can only produce what that code was meant to do. And so if we fill our minds with all of the negativity of this world, it will have a profound effect on our lives and set our emotional status down a path that we don't want. About two weeks ago, I think it was now, I don't know, I can't remember, I I entered into a competition. How many of you like competitions? All right, I like physical exercise. It is a good stress reliever for me. But I also have, I was going to say a little bit of, comp- of a competitive streak, but the reality is I am very competitive. I want to win if I get into a competition. And so some friends of ours here at church had uh, included us into this, this walking challenge. It was going to be a Monday through Friday ordeal. And, and all we did was, all we were doing was, this app on our phone was tracking our steps every day. I thought, okay, I, I can do that. I can do that. And so day one came, uh, um, I think it was a week ago this uh, last Monday, so just almost two weeks. Um, the first day I, I hit 32,233 steps. Now, I found myself... Every time I thought about it, I, I got up and I started walking around. Actually, I found myself walking at almost up to midnight one day, or on that first day. I thought, this is crazy. But I was impressed because my previous best um, <laughs> for, for steps, my previous best was only 15,000 steps in a day. See, I've got this nice little Apple Watch, and it, it tracks my movement, and I love it. I love that it keeps track of um, what, I, what I do in a day, and, and, and I, I have become fixated on this on, on my Apple Watch. It's got these circles, you know, one of them's for standing, one's for, you know, uh, movement activity, one's for exercise, and so uh, I'm geared at wanting to close those rings every day. And so that first day, it was no problem. I hit 32,233. I more than doubled my first set of steps. Well, there was one other person in our competition that was uh, taking this uh, as serious as I was. She was determined I wasn't going to beat her. And so we, it, it, this became a, a, a battle between uh, Madison and myself. And so day two came... And I pushed harder because that's what I do. If, if I'm in a competition, I pushed harder. And I walked 46,235 steps that day. It was a beautiful day outside. I was out walking, you know, the neighborhood. I was, uh, I mean, it, we have a, a machine downstairs, a gazelle. I was walking steps on it. And, and, I was, and I was so fixated on getting all these steps. And then literally that night, it was 1130 at night. I was outside um, walking uh, laps around because it was such a beautiful night, walking laps around our block. And, and I'm glad nobody was paying attention to me, but I'm, th- I'm not going to lose this day. So 46,000 steps. And then the next day I did 35,836 because I was determined I wasn't staying up till midnight again. Day four, 32,696. And the final day I dropped off at 34,909. And for the, the five-day period, I hit 181,000 steps. 181,909 steps. Now, when I go back and I look at my, my walking app, I have not walked that many steps this whole year. And, and I did it this week. And, and the reason I'm sharing that with you is it was a thought process. I started thinking from day one, I have to be up walking. 
I can't just be sitting around doing this. I have to, I have to walk. I have a goal. I, I can't let this, I can't let someone beat me. And actually, when I looked at on day on Friday, because I'd become so consumed with it, I actually got convicted um, from God, and uh, I stopped tracking. I shut off the app and stopped tracking at six thirty that day. That was the day that I still had thirty four thousand, almost thirty five thousand steps in already by six thirty, and I shut it off because God said, "Listen, you've you've accomplished your goal." Stop trying to make this about winning. And I didn't realize at that time that God was setting me up for understanding how we can begin to change our thought processes. If, if we could allow our mind to be fixated on those things that we want to change, we could accomplish whatever we set our mind to do, but we have to begin to think about it in such a way that we're always moving. Now, I, in our household, everybody, you know, everybody was involved in this walking challenge. And so nobody just sat in the living room watching TV. Everybody was walking in place and everybody was moving. We spent as much time as we could outdoors. But we, because of this challenge that we allowed ourselves the inner, to enter into, we all began to fixate on making sure we're moving. It was a choice. And I think that is so consistent about the things that we find in God's Word. If we want to see change, if we want to see transformation, it needs to begin to be a thought process that we think about the things that we want God to do in our lives. How are we going to bring about the change that we want to be? Mark chapter 7, verses 21 and 22 says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. So if those things are, are present in my life, if those are things that I am struggling with, they're coming from within. I've allowed them to have a, a seed or a place to find a deposit of a seed in my heart, and they are producing things inside of me because I allowed them to enter in. Most people who are planters of gardens understand that even though they may be very intentional about only planting certain things in their garden, there is this process that weeds have the ability to, to shed their seeds and they'll travel and they begin to find deposit in your garden. So you have to go out there and weed frequently. You may say, well, I weeded last week. I should be good. But the truth is, if you have a garden like that, you have to almost go out there every day because weeds grow so much quicker than than an actual good quality plant. And so we have to understand that the things in our life that are producing good results take time, but the things that have negative results, they find a quick way to deposit in our life and they bring about change so quickly. So today I would like to challenge you with three things to do daily that will shape the way you think and in default the way you live your life. Number one, start off your day with God's Word. Psalm 119, 147. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your Word. Research has proven that what we allow to enter our minds first thing in the morning directs our day. So we have to choose to allow the first things that enter our mind to be the things of God. Even before we get our shower and our cup of coffee, because if we don't, what happens is we say that the most important thing about our day is ourselves. The, first import, the most important thing about our day is that cup of coffee. No, what needs to be first in our lives is God's Word. Matthew 4, verse 4 
Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say, Do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus was having this dialogue and with the enemy, with Satan, and Satan was tempting him, and he was coming out and saying, listen, man lives by the things that proceed from the mouth of God. That needs to be our, our source of strength, our source of nutrition. I love how Psalm 119, 9 through 12 places this here for us. How can a young man or a woman keep his behavior pure? By guarding it in accordance with your word. I have sought you with my whole heart. Do not let me drift away from your commands. I have stored what you have said in my heart so I won't sin against you. Blessed are you, Lord. Teach me your statutes. God's word is essential if we want to set ourselves in motion going down the right path, thinking the right things first thing in the morning. After we read God's word, we need to pray. The second thing we need to do is pray. I have several passages of Scripture that I've included here for us to direct our thoughts to the importance of prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 is one that many are familiar with. Pray without ceasing. Some will say, well, how in the world can I pray without ceasing? How can I never stop praying? But the, the reality is the way we never stop praying is that we're always in this attitude of prayer that at any moment, at any point, we can enter into a time of prayer. Matthew, or, uh, Matthew 11, 24, um, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Psalm 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. God is listening. It's not about God just listening at one time in the day. In the morning, we need to pray and seek him. But then prayer needs to be part of the, the process of our lives. Morning, afternoon, evening, we need to be men and women who know how to pray. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Psalm 88, 13. But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to, you, to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Ephesians 6.18 is another one of those ones that encourages pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. See, this is where I was focused this week. I began to pray for each one of you throughout this week. I began to lift you up in prayer, praying that God would move upon you, that God would touch you, that God would be with you in the midst of whatever you were dealing with. See, God's Word is full of encouragement for us to be a people of prayer. It doesn't just happen. It's something we have to decide to do. It is something that we have to be intentional about. And I'm not just talking about thinking of prayer. I'm, I'm talking about actually praying it out loud. And it's not just, Lord, bless this food I'm about to eat. It's got to be more. It's got to be, Lord, I call upon you for my, my neighbors. I call upon you for my friends, for my family. I, I, I lift these individuals up in the midst of this sickness, this pandemic. I lift up my, uh, my church. I lift up the churches of our community. I lift up our hospitals and our, our, our medical facilities. We began to call out to God those things that are important to us. My question for you today is, do you know how to pray? Do you know how to seek Him? How much effort are you putting into this practice? How much time, energy are you putting in? Even back to my illustration of walking, if I can accomplish 180 
88,000 steps in a week because I was intentional about walking every time it came to mind. How much more can I be intentional about my prayer life? And every time something comes to mind that needs God's movement, I lift it up to the Father and begin to call out to Him. My third and my final one, and I won't tell you any one of these is more important. They're all, they're all essential. I think, you know, we talk, we've been hearing this essential service for a while. You know, all these things, this is essential and that is essential. These, each three of these, and we could fill it with so much more, each of these are essential. Worship God. I, I loved our time of worship today. I love uh, that song, Waymaker, and, and it, just, it just makes you want to move. It makes you want to shout. It makes you want to be excited because of what God is doing. John 4, 23 and 24 says, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The hour is coming and is now here. Church, today is the day that we need to become a people who know how to worship God. When, when this service is all done today, this is going to be saved on our Facebook channel. It'll be saved on our YouTube channel. And you're, you're going to be able to plug this in. And let me encourage you, go back in and spend some more time worshiping God. Sing with your kids. Sing with your family. Let worship be something that takes place in your households. To worship, and by definition, is to show reverence and honor to God. It is to declare God's worth from our mouths. Psalm 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are commanded to worship. It's not about if we feel like it. The beginning portions of Psalm 150 just continue to emphasize, praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in His mighty heavens, praise Him for His mighty deeds, praise Him according to His excellent greatness, praise Him with the trumpet sound, praise Him with the lute and harp, praise Him with the tambourine and dance, praise Him with strings and pipe, praise Him with sounding cymbal, praise Him with loud clashing symbols. See, we have so many things that God has given us to incorporate it into our time of praising Him. I, I, I have appreciated all the comments from people throughout the last you know, five or six weeks, however long we've been doing this, as, as people are able to see Lou in the drum cage playing, and they talked about how much they love watching Lou worship through the playing of, of drums. And Seeing Willie on the piano and the, uh, or the keyboard and the guitar and, and seeing Tristan on guitar and bass and, and uh, Ryan on guitar and each one of these individuals utilizing their gifts and their skill sets to worship God. They're not just up here playing, they are worshiping God through the talents and, and abilities that they've given Him. The worship of God allows God to see and experience our thoughts about Him. Have you thought about that? When you worship God, what you're doing is you're allowing God to see and experience what you are thinking about Him. Now, God already knows your thoughts. Scripture tells us that man looks at the outward, but God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of their hearts. So God already knows what you think, but when you begin to worship, the things that you're thinking begin to come out of you, and God sees the expressions of your heart, and it brings Him great honor. 
as we prepare to close today, my question is, what do your actions reveal about your thoughts? Listen to this final instruction out of Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. If we want to change our thinking, we must take an active part in directing what is going on in our heads. You can change. You can think for a change. You can begin to bring about a change in your life by choosing to dwell on the things of God, by choosing to spend time thinking about God's Word, by thinking about the things that He wants to do in your family and your community. God has blessed us with so much opportunity, so many opportunities to make a difference. And so I'd like to invite you to take a moment, fix your thoughts on Jesus. I'm reminded of when Jesus was going the latter half of his life there preparing for the cross. And Scripture says that he endured the cross because he was of the joy that was set before him, because of the, the, he had fixated, he, he had placed his face in a direction that allowed him to focus on the things of God. Church, wherever you may be worshiping at today, what are you thinking about? How are your thoughts directing your life today? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I am thankful that your word is available to guide and direct our lives. That if we start our day reading your word, it has the ability to produce in us righteousness, life, hope. We are so thankful for this opportunity to experience your presence. And we know that as we become a man and a people of prayer, that prayer will become part of our lives, that we will begin to see change happen in our families and in our churches and our communities because we are men and women who pray. And as we worship, Father, we know the world will see and know the things that we think about. As we're walking through the stores, allowing the, the fruit of our lips to be that which magnifies you. Father, I pray for transformation to happen in the lives of your people. And I pray that you would encourage us and direct us in the things that are ahead. We thank you for this time. We ask for this in your name. Amen. As we prepare to bless our offering, I'd like to uh, just remind you, um, we do have our giving app that you can download the Tithely app. Uh, that information is on your screen there. You could go to your Android uh, store or you can go to your Apple store and, and type in the Tithely uh, information as shown there. Type in, once you download the church app, you'll punch in Bellbrook Community Church and it'll show you our information and then it'll link it right to that. You could also go to the Easy Tithe website with the information provided and that should, when it comes up, it'll pull up our information regarding our church and you can make your donations that way as well. Um, or you can continue, as many of you are doing, sending in your tithe to 3815 West Franklin Street, Bellbrook, Ohio, 45305. We appreciate your faithfulness in giving. We also want to let you know that um, we are in the process of preparing for Mother's Day, and, and our goal is to be able to have you uh, join us if you're comfortable coming back out uh, into the world and join us for a time of worship. We are preparing our, our sanctuary. We'll have some uh, cleaning stations, some hand sanitizer areas so that you'll be able to have those. We'll have masks available if, if you feel like uh, you'd like to have one of those. But we just want you to know... Um, 
um, we believe that we've honored uh, God in this process, and we're ready to start coming back together in a, in a process over this next several weeks. We're going to continue our online uh, streaming service every Sunday. Uh, that's something that since we've developed uh, these skill sets, this uh, process, we're going to continue in that. But uh, uh, we just want you to know that if you're comfortable coming out next Sunday, 1030, we're going to have a, a service here at the building. And uh, uh, we want you to come out and be part if that's something you're comfortable with. And uh, we just want to encourage you. We want to bless you. Let's pray over our offering. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give. We pray your blessing on this offering, that it would be multiplied. Father, we just thank you for the faithfulness of your people. We ask that you would be uh, with us as we continue to do that which you've set before us. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your, your continual provision in our lives. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for tuning in today. God bless you. Have a great week and go out and bless someone this week because you're intentionally thinking about how you can make a difference in their lives. God bless you.